God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Ciao. We here. Oh, my. I'm going to give y'all a second to come on in. Come on in. Come on in, child. Come on in. I don't know what Sarah was thinking. She done messed around and gave me the delegation for the day. Oh, my. She is clearly in an error of judgment on today. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Hey, child. Hey, child. There y'all are. Look, look who we have here. Look who we have here. Hello, 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 hello. Come on in, come on in. Come on in, come on in. Share, invite, share, invite, share, and invite. Welcome, 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 welcome to Woman Evolve. Now, y'all already know we got a few preliminary questions. Have you been minding your business in this season? Have you been working out? Have you been drinking your water? I can say without a doubt, both one and two, I have, well, maybe one. I have been minding my business. I am a part of the Mind Your Business Committee. And I believe that the Mind Your Business Committee is the best committee to be on, okay? But that working out thing, Ugh, that working out thing, y'all. Woo! Woo! That working out thing is, you know, you know, just just pray for me, okay? Just pray for me as I pray for you that we figure this thing out. Because if just dance with your kids does not count as a workout, I would like a recount, okay? I've been doing Just Dance with my kids, and I feel like after one song, I'm about to die. So I'm almost positive that it's got to be a workout. Anything that can make you feel like you're going to lose your whole life in two minutes and 30 seconds, I feel, has to be a workout. So I have been working out if we can count just a dance with your kids as a workout. And I have been drinking my water as well. Have you all been drinking your water? If this is your first time here on Woman Evolved, child, let me go ahead and introduce myself because I am not your regular person, okay? I am a guest host on today. My sister, the incomparable Pastor, First Lady, Sissy of mine, Sarah Jakes Roberts, is not available today. So she thought, you know, why not have her big sister come and do a takeover? Honestly, I don't know how she came to this conclusion. I don't know. I don't know, y'all. Pray for her, okay? She'll be back next week. So if you don't like me, you know, you she'll be back next week, okay? We're just going to hang out today. I'm going to do, you know, what I do. And that is make you laugh and give you great faith. This is my sister's show. This is her podcast. And so everything that you hear today will be available for you later on iTunes. Won't he do it? He will make it available for you. If you can't watch me now, you can watch me later. If you can't hear me now, you can hear me later. So a few things, y'all, we got to talk about. You know, we got we got some Rescue Eve situations, and, um, you know, she sent them over to me, you know, the president of the delegation, Sarah Jakes Roberts. She sent over the things we're going to be rescuing today, or at least tried to rescue today. And honestly, y'all, some I absolutely do not believe we should rescue. Like, honestly, I feel like maybe they should just kind of sit in a corner until a later date. I'm not sure. And then some, I feel like, well, maybe, you know, maybe we can 
maybe we can work something out, okay? So I'm going to leave it to the delegation as my sister would. You know, y'all are the deciding factor at the end of the day. So the first one we want to bring to the delegation for rescue possibility is Lori Harvey. I'm not sure if y'all have heard, but apparently Lori got into a little bit of a a little mishap, uh, according to the Beehive. Okay, uh, uh, Lori was was caught in um, in let's just say a compromising situation with uh, Jay Z. You know, um, she was just grinning a little bit too hard, just a little too excited to see him. And I guess she posted on her Instagram this excitement, said excitement. And the beehive came against her like a mighty rushing wind. And uh, so because the beehive like completely, I mean, just destroyed this baby because she was smiling too big. That's that's what the Beehive said. You got one more time. One of the Beehive fans, y'all, said you got one more time. One more time to smile at them, okay? And then all, I mean, everything is going down, okay? They they pulled out their stings. Every, bees just stinging all over the place. The Beehive is going crazy over this baby smiling. Smiling at Jay-Z. Forget all of the other women that have smiled at Jay-Z, all right? Okay, we got a whole album <laughs> on women that have smiled at Jay-Z, but uh, the Beehive delegation don't like Lori Harvey's smile. So I want y'all to know, I want y'all to tell me, what do you think? What do you think about the Beehive coming through? Like the delegation, you know, y'all kind of, Y'all, y'all will kind of stand up as well. The delegation, y'all fight hard for the people you love. Um, Sarah says that she thinks Lori was just glad to be at the party and that we should send her a boat. And I kind of agree, okay? This is why. This is why I feel like we should rescue her. Yes, she was happy to be at the party. But two, like... If we gonna rescue Lori Harvey for smiling at Jay-Z, can we can we rescue the rest of the babies that smiled and did a little bit extra? Can we uh can we maybe perhaps rescue them also? Can we put them all on the list? It's a bunch of lemonades uh that that we could put on the list. I'm just trying to figure out, do y'all think that we should save her? Should we rescue Lori? She didn't touch him. She didn't kiss him, y'all. She didn't hug on him. She was just smiling at the man. She just smiled. She was excited to see him. That's all. She was just, you know, little head tilt, little, little head tilt, little smile. That's all. Can we save her? Oh, Janae. Oh. Uh, she ain't did nothing wrong. See, Betty, that's how I feel. I feel like the baby was just smiling. She was just smiling. Wouldn't you smile? Wouldn't you smile, Taystar? I would smile, too. If you're in front of a billionaire and you don't smile, something is wrong. Do you think? I think so. Okay, they say no. We're not going to save her. We would then have to rescue Becky with the good hair. Yes, this is what I'm saying, Bridget. If we are going to save Lori because she smiled, we must also now put in all of the other smiles that Jay-Z rescued. <laughs> okay? Come on, somebody, anybody. All right? All right? So... Maybe a rescue, maybe a restraining order. We can rescue. She needs a little talk with Jesus. No, Autumn. So that's the thing. She is no longer with Trey Songs, right? And so apparently what had happened was is that she had had like a lot of, you know, uh, potential candidates uh, that she's just been rotating a bit. Uh, uh, and so the, the Beehive was also very upset about the rotations 
of the men and candidates that she has available to her. So, possible rescue. Um, we can go get her. Okay, I think most of the delegation is going to let her smile and, and move on. You know, like, you give her a little grace. We're going to give her grace because we don't know, you know? Okay, we don't know. Oh, no, 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 Tandy, we know, no, no, never that. She was just, she was just happy to see him, y'all. She was trying to see, she was just happy to see him. No life jackets, no boats, no helicopters. <sighs> oh, no. And see, that's the thing. I got some beehive people in here, and they just don't want nobody smiling at, at, at Jay-Z. Okay, okay. I feel like the majority said we can save her, so that we're going to save her. We're going to save Lori. We're going to send her a little boat, and we're going to tell her to keep her mouth shut, shut next time. You see somebody, don't even smile. You know, don't even smile. Just, you know, keep that in. Hold that in, all right? Now, the ne this next one, this next one, y'all, I don't agree with it. I'm not going to save her. I don't believe in it. I, I just, I can't. I simply, I'm not going to be able to. I'm not sure if you all have seen Adrian Bailon's Houghton's uh, Instagram. And um, quite frankly, it is... It's it's concerning, okay? Her her Instagram is operating in a level of confusion, okay? So so here's the thing, y'all. She put on her Instagram video a tuna sandwich recipe, as it were, and you know, everything's going well. You've got your eggs. You've got your mayonnaise. You've got your tuna. You've got your relish. You know, everything's going good as it should, okay? And uh, um, towards the end of her video, she grabs a glass of a fruit punch. And, and y'all, she, she put the fruit punch into the tuna mix for the tuna sandwich. Fruit punch, y'all. She she finished the sandwich, and then she said, oh, y'all thought I was done? Y'all thought I was done? Y'all thought I was finished? And uh, she grabbed, she grabbed some, some fruit, some fruit punch, and, uh, she put a little bit of fruit punch in there. She said that the flavors weren't weren't really they weren't really working for her and her, um so the fruit punch offered a, a level of a little spice, a little flavor, a little sweetness, a little um ah I don't know why, y'all. I don't know why, but I, I don't want to save her, okay? I I don't think she needs saving, okay? I think that she needs a new cookbook. I think I think she may need to get her taste buds checked out. I think she may need to not ever eat tuna sandwiches ever again if you got to put fruit punch in your tuna. And who? Who is putting fruit punch in their tuna. That's like the accident. You was coming home from school. You want to make yourself a sandwich and your your cup was sitting right next to the sandwich and you accidentally knocked your cup over and you was like, oh man, that tastes good. So now that's how you make your sandwiches forever. It's wrong. Okay. It's wrong. However, the president says, y'all put lorries in your eggs. So you might as well put Kool-Aid in your tuna. That's what the president said. The president, Sarah Jakes Roberts, says, y'all put Laurie seasoning in your eggs, so you might as well, okay? You might as well go ahead and put some fruit punch in your tuna, okay? I don't recommend it. I'm not saving her. I'm not saving her. I think the, the recipe needs to drown. 
We don't need a boat for this recipe. We don't need we don't need a, a helicopter, a jet. We don't need a floaty. We need to drown this recipe into the ground. Okay, we need to kill it. We need to destroy it. It needs to never, ever, ever, ever come up again. It's it's awful. It's awful. It's a bad idea. And so I don't know, maybe it is the pregnancy and maybe that's why y'all want to save her. Y'all may want to save her because you like, oh, maybe she's pregnant. But she didn't say I'm pregnant and that's why I put fruit punch in my tuna. She said ever since I was little. Right. So this ain't this ain't oh, I'm pregnant. OK, this is I've been eating this nasty tuna sandwich since I was a kid. That's what it was. It's not it's not pregnancy. So I'm not I'm not gonna save her. I'm not gonna save her. I'm not. I, I think it's it's bad. I think it's bad. I think it's awful. Okay. Last but not least on our rescue. Well, no. Last but not least on the show. Just the last of the rescues. And I think if not one of the most important because it's talking about Manny, okay? Come on, come on. Two things I don't play with, my kids and my Manny, okay? Anybody, can I get can I get an amen? It, no, all right. So Wells Fargo had an incident where they issued an apology after customers were unable to access their funds due to an outage. Okay. Um, so basically, people were losing their money. They uh, were well, not losing their money, didn't have access to their money, okay? We're not, we not, LaShawn, we not. We're not rescuing her and her fruit punch sandwich. We're not, not gonna do it, okay? I'm not rescuing her, okay? Save Adrian, drown the recipe, yes. That's what we're going to do. So here, Wells Fargo, they had an outage. People couldn't access their money, couldn't get to ATM. They couldn't They couldn't check their online banking. Their money was, was not able. They wasn't, they wasn't able to get their money, okay? So I'm trying to figure out why are we trying to rescue them. Sarah want to rescue them. Let's see. Let's see what the president said. The president said that they heard last week's episode and was trying to slide us $11.5 million, okay? Um, I say, <laughs> Wells Fargo, you need to get your whole life, okay? We're going to rescue you, Wells Fargo, because you have the money, okay? We're not rescuing you because we enjoy you as a bank. We're not rescuing you because you are amazing and you're wonderful at banking because obviously that would be inaccurate because if you was great at banking, people could get their money. But we are rescuing you because you've got the money. And if you did not have the money, we would not be rescuing you. But since you have the money, we're going to rescue you. I think we should send all of our resources. I think we should send jets and boats and floaties just so we can get our money. Anybody? We ain't finna save wells. They've been crossing customers too long. All right, all right, all right. That does sound like from the heart of a part of a, a painful ex-customer. I hear you. I hear you. Um, we, the delegation, do not function in the Wells Fargo realm. All right. All right. All right. A little, little bit of hurt. And anybody wasn't able to get their money. That's what it is. They wasn't able to get their money and they upset about it. Um, uh, delegation, talk to me. Talk to me. What? I think we should save them. They got our money. They got our money. Okay. We can save they we, we need to save them, child. No, Michelle say we not gonna rescue them because they playing with funds. Nobody plays with the funds. Okay. Uh I think nope, we don't wanna save them. Okay. Um y'all, they got our money though. 
They got our manny. We got to rescue him. We got to rescue him, y'all. They got our manny. No? Okay. Sometimes the Lord won't let you access your next level, even though you know it's it. Sha-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Ain't that the truth? Sometimes the Lord puts a block because if you had access to your money, you would spend it. Huh? So she kind of said that we need to honor the Lord for the blocking. Sometimes the Lord will close the door. Huh? Huh? I hear it. I hear it. I understand it. I believe it. I receive it. It is so. Don't play with the coins. They were. They were in trouble a few years ago, Amber. They were. They were. I think we still need to save them. I think we still need to save them because they got our money. Okay. Now, when they don't have our money no more, then we won't have to save them. Okay, but as long as they got our money, we can't we we can't drown them. They got our money. Okay. Um. Uh. Who? What else? That's all the rescues. That's all the rescues for today, y'all. Hail Marys! Come on for our our achievement awards. That's what I try to call this part. I call this part our achievement awards because you can be honored for the most petty achievement and the greatest. You know, you just never know what you're going to get with the Hail Mary, okay? So let's let's do this. The first Hail Mary that we want to give is to Aretha Cardinal. I'm not sure if y'all heard the story, but this baby, this grand, excuse me, this grandmother <laughs> bashes the robbers with her scooter after a machete-wielding pair in clown mass attacks. Did you hear me? This grandmother... <laughs> this grandmother bashed these two robbers with her hover round while they held machetes she held her knob to her hover round and she bashed these babies with her wheelchair okay we're giving her hail mary because honestly what i mean really what else do you give her this grandmama didn't say you know what let me go home and put my teeth in a cup i'm not worried about y'all this she didn't mind her business okay this grandmama said oh y'all trying to shoot people with machetes let me let me up this gear on this hover round and show y'all oh i'm about to show y'all okay oh i'm about to show y'all <laughs> listen grandmama said oh 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 you try you trying to rob it oh oh let me put this hyper speed let me put this hyperspeed hover around on you. She bashed these babies with her scooter. Her scooter. Grandmama, you get the Hail Marys. You get the Hail Marys because legit, you're out here just being fantastic, okay? You didn't go home, put your teeth in a cup. You know, you didn't mind your business. Like a real G, you just went out and you, you know, you just saved the people. I, I like it. I like it. I think it's awesome. I think it's all awesome that some clown masking, machete wielding people got jacked up and bashed up by great grandmama and her scooter. Okay, so we're gonna give her great honor for for her heroic moves in the hover round. Okay, okay. Now. The next Hail Mary that we want to give. See, Sarah gave me this one because she didn't know how to pronounce this name. And she hoping that I will know how to pronounce this baby name. We just going to try it out, y'all. Muga El-Tagani. I think that's right. Muga El-Tagani secures one million dollar investment 
for her hair care line from the founder of Shea Moisture. Now, if you are sitting at home and you don't have any edges and your hair is dry and you don't know what you're going to do about your lack of edges and your dry hair, you ought to put a praise on this million dollar deal, okay? God is sending you comfort for your edges. Up. Oh. It's a whole word. It's a whole wide word, y'all. God is sending you comfort for your edges via Muga El Tagani. I hope that's how she pronounced her name. If it's not, just shout out, 27 years old. I mean, doing the thing, okay? Do you remember what you was doing at 27? Probably not getting a million dollars. At 27, I was not getting a million dollars. At 27, I wanted a million dollars, but I was not, I was not getting a million dollars at 27. So shout out to my homie, Muga. Get out there and get your moolah, okay? Moolah for the Muga, okay? It's wonderful. It's it's absolutely great. It's a whole word. It's a whole word. God is sending comfort for your edges. All right? We also want to give a Hail Mary and a shout out to the one, the only, the incomparable Cicely Tyson. She is 94 years old. And she is an icon for the black community across the board. Scratch that. She is an icon for the community, period. If you have never heard of Cicely Tyson, you are living under a rock. Let this be the first opportunity that I give you to hear about this 94-year-old iconic woman who just landed on the cover of Time Magazine. Listen, now let me tell you why you should put a praise on that. God is putting black faces on magazines, okay? Cover. She is a cover girl for Time Magazine. God has exposed her. She's 94. Y'all, she 94 years old and just made the cover of Time Magazine. She has been in this industry for decades, okay? If you ask me, this is a long time coming. She has done more than effectively change everyone's lives. She has done more than effectively been a a beacon of hope and inspiration to African-American women and actors. She is a giant in the industry. And I mean, I am just so, so, so proud as another African-American woman in Black History Month, Booyow, Cicely Tyson is on the cover of Time Magazine. So we are sending her a few Hail Marys, a few hallelujahs, a thank you, Jesus, and a well done and a huge congratulations to Cicely Tyson for making Time Magazine. You are a cover girl for show, okay? And she looked good, y'all. Black don't crack for real. She looks fantastic. Last but not least in our segment today of Big Sister Takeovers, because that's what this is, we want to give a huge shout out to Alicia Keys, who did not compromise her integrity or her, her stance and platform. She went through the whole Grammys dressed to the nine, outfit changing, with no beat face, no makeup, not a lash, little bit of Vaseline, maybe Carmex on her lips. And she went out there and she hosted the Grammys. Hey, 
guess I would say I think maybe the first Grammy host we've ever had that went fresh face, no makeup ever. The whole show, I thought, okay, she gonna be hosting the Grammys. She gonna put a lash on or some line or something. She she gonna do something. My homie went out and my homie did the whole Grammys in her God-given natural face and she looked beautiful doing it. And so we are going to give her a Hail Mary because she is deserving of such. She was the host of the Grammys. The Grammys was amazing. They were awesome. They were great. Oh, Megan, let's be nice in this season. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Alicia, she killed the game. She killed the game. So we want to give a Hail Mary to her. And a congratulations just for the girl power movement. Did y'all watch the Grammys? The girl power movement on the Grammys was on fleek, okay? On fleek. From Michelle Obama, who will forever be my first lady of the United States of America, okay? Because I am not vouching for anybody but the Obamas, okay? All right. I want to uh, definitely point that out. Just the girl power of the Grammys, Cardi B's performance. I mean, just it just was girl power through and through. Her won a Grammy on an EP. Did y'all, did y'all check that out? Her speech, she came up, she did a speech, and she straight up was like, this was an EP, this ain't even an album. Who is getting Grammys for EPs, y'all? Like, where are they doing that at? J-Lo did a fantastic job on the Motown. I, I'm not going to lie, I was a little skeptical because I wasn't sure if she was going to be able to just, you know, do her things she needed to do, you know, just kind of kill the game. But she did, y'all. She did. And she 40-plus up there, and her knee game is better than mine, and I'm 10 years younger at least. And just the way her knees are set up, did y'all see how many times she not only got low, but she got up after getting low? I, you know, I'm just, on behalf of her knees, I just want to say congratulations, okay? I mean, she's not on the Hail Mary list, but her knees alone should be. Her knees should be on the Hail Mary list because, honestly, this baby went up and down the stairs. She did not trip. She did not fall. She turned. She popped. She she didn't pop nothing out of place. You know, her hips were in place. Her, I mean, just everything. My the way that my knees are set up <laughs> are um no. That first dip, I, I would have needed, you know, a few, a few men to just kind of help me up off, just help me up off the floor, just to. Just because my knees, the water on my knees, you know, just, whew, can't do it. Can't do it quite like that, J-Lo, can't, whew, 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 can't do it, can't do it. Um, okay, who I got? Who I got, Megan? You want me to pick between Cardi or Nikki? I, listen, I'm I'm saved, y'all. I'm I'm real life saved. I don't really listen to to you know rap music all the time, you know. But I, as far as it goes, you know, I like Cardi B and I like Nicki Minaj, and I feel like there is room for everyone's gift to be used, and some people will use their gift more effectively than others. And some people will use their gift way better than others. And so Cardi has found a lane in which her effectiveness has become very great. And Nikki, still operating in, you know, her lane. So, yeah. And I do like that song. I like it like that. That's Cardi B, right? I like money. I like, mm. I like, uh, I uh. Yeah. I don't know the words. I told you I'm saved. But I do, I do like that song, that course. I know the course. I like it like that. I like it like that. 
That's the only part I know. Um, the, I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I feel like there's room for everybody. Cardi found a lane that makes her gift a little more effective than um then maybe Nikki has you know I think maybe Nikki just you know hasn't she hasn't really found that lane just yet and uh you know we're just gonna pray and ask the Lord to help her to find her lane um yeah, that's what we're going to pray. Um, Sarah is a Cardi fan. Sarah is a Cardi fan. Um, you know, we like Cardi, you know, you know, just on behalf of motherhood. You know, can we, we talked about J-Lo's knees. We're going to talk about Cardi's snapback. Okay, Cardi's snapback. Can we just give a Hail Mary for the snapback? Not that that is what you should be focusing on. When you have a whole baby out your body, you shouldn't be worried about the snapback. You snap back when you feel like snapping back. So don't let nobody else tell you that you need to be snapping back quick. Everybody snap back different than the other person snap back. But just on behalf of Cardi, snap back. I mean, honestly, I, <laughs> I haven't even had babies and I wish that my snapback was like Cardi's snapback. You know, can we just have like a fat snapback? Like I was fat and now I'm not because it snapped back so fast. You got to have a baby in order to be uh, a part of the snapback crew. And I just was wondering if maybe we could start like a snapback, like I was fat, but I'm not no more and it happened real fast. And I not have to go and get surgery because I am not about to put no rubber band around my stomach, child. I'm trying to eat. And uh, I just need I need them to come up with a snapback for for the fat people, for the the fat people in the corral. OK, uh, that's what I would like. OK, so we give honor to Cardi B's snapback because she had that baby. And her knees and her stomach said, uh, did I? Did I really have a baby? Are you sure? I'm not sure. That stomach said, I'm not sure. So, you know, just shout out to her snapback, okay? Now, we've got these questions, y'all. We've got these questions that you all want, want wanted Sarah to answer, but I'm here, okay? And I, I do have wisdom and knowledge that may be able to help you get through your situation as it were. So this question here, she says, hey, if it's not too late, I wanted to submit a question for you and the delegation. Amongst everything else I have been dealing with, I'm currently abstaining from sex and have been for about four years, but lately your girl has been struggling. It's a struggle, ain't it? And thinking about it a lot, I try to dismiss the thoughts and other times I entertain them. Any advice to help combat the thoughts and desires? Absolutely. Okay, so like, you know, it is hard. Okay, it's it's hard to stay focused on not fornicating if all of the friends that you have around you and all of the music that you listen to and everywhere you go, everybody is having sex. And so if all of your friends have had sex and are, and are having sex and are, are around you, it's like everybody's doing it. So it's difficult for me to be disciplined. It's difficult for me to have that self-control. It's difficult for me to set myself apart. And so one, you have to acknowledge that. You have to acknowledge it's difficult for me to set myself apart from what is going on around me. It is difficult for me to stop listening to music or watching shows that may arouse a portion in me to be something that I don't want to be or to do something that I don't want to do. And so when 
arousal comes because temptation doesn't come from the enemy and it doesn't come from God. James tells us in the word that temptation comes from your own flesh desires. It comes from you. And so since you can control your temptations at work, this is the example I use, like your your boss may be fine, but you're not going to jump on him at work in his office because you've learned how to control yourself in that environment. The environment doesn't render you being reckless. And so you have to change your environment. Thank you, Kendra. Come on and call. Come on, delegation. Get in an environment that's conducive to your convictions. Get into an environment that allows you to be uniquely you, that doesn't try to force you to be something that you are not. Stop listening to sex music and asking God to keep you and hold you and have you abstain. So if you're if you're praying and you're asking God to keep you in abstinence, then you now have to put that work in order. Now you have to start moving some friends out of the way. Now you have to start changing what you watch, changing what you let in your ear gates, changing what you let people feed you so that you can do something different. You have to be able to understand that if I can have control in every other atmosphere, I can control myself. It is you that needs to control you. If you let your boundaries and standards be known up front, then you will find out if that guy is for you or not. I actually use it as a way to kind of weed out who is for you and who is not. If that third, fourth date, if they want to know about your sex life, you need to go ahead and hit the hit the curb with them because anybody that's trying to get to know about your sex life and you ain't known them but for three dates is ridiculous. <laughs> they we shouldn't even be talking about that. I don't even know your mama. You know, we ain't I ain't never met your daddy. Like what why why is the conversation rendering to sexual communication? We we shouldn't be there. And so use your boundaries, use your standards as an opportunity for God to really show you who's for you and who is not. Don't have standards and then break them because the guy's so fine, you just can't help yourself. There will be other fine guys. And there will be other fine guys that respect your standards and boundaries. But if you do not respect your standards and boundaries, you cannot expect for someone else to. You have to be able to to apply, I need to take responsibility for my self-control. If I'm having issues with self-control, I need to start praying more. I need to start worshiping more. I need to, to change my environment. Something's going on that is making me think about it a lot. Because you said you was doing good, homie. Homie, you said you was doing good, but lately, so something happened. You've been good for four years, but lately. So something has happened that has changed your level of self-control. So whatever was working for you for four years, you need to up that. You need to increase whatever was working for four years so that it can get you through another however many more years you have until the Lord brings your husband for you. And if you keep on getting under a man, you cannot expect for God to send you a husband because you keep blocking your husband from being able to see you because you're up under another man. Okay? Um, thank you, girl. Okay. Um, here's another one. I am having a really hard time emotionally and spiritually dealing with my husband's infidelity. I actually busted him and the married woman coming out of a motel. Well, my God. This happened on so-and-so date one day after our wedding anniversary. (sighs) He spent with her. One day after our wedding anniversary that he spent with her. The worst part is he is still seeing her. 
telling me he's sick of me accusing him. I'm in church praying and having others praying also. I am so broken. Child. Let me tell you something, child. When someone shows you who they are and you look the other way and don't believe them and they continue in those actions and you know it and you're allowing them to continue in those actions and you know it, but you don't put your foot down, you don't walk away, you don't say enough is enough, you're not going to treat me this way, I'm done you have then made a decision to stay in something that you know is breaking you because of some fear, whether it's the fear of being lonely. So since I'm afraid of being alone, I let my husband treat me any kind of way and he never has to fess up to it. He never has to take responsibility for it. You teach people how to treat you. You do. So the first, when you caught them, that was, the Lord will prepare a, a way of escape for you. That's what that was. You caught him red-handed. And he's still like, no, uh, it was my brother. Sir, I, I caught you. Y'all weren't in a meeting. She wasn't filing your taxes. Like, you were coming out of a motel, like not an office building. You're coming out of a motel. You can't keep telling them I'm a leave and you don't. So you have to see that way of escape. Infidelity is one of the number one reasons why the Lord said, go ahead and leave. <laughs> If you want to get a divorce, infidelity is that first thing. Why? Because he hasn't just disrespected you. He has disrespected your covenant. He has disrespected your commitment. He has disrespected your feelings, your heart, the things that you dedicated to him for a lifetime. He has completely disrespected it. And because of that, you should leave. But if you're going to stay... You cannot complain. You can't be heartbroken and not do anything about it. You can't stay with them, with them lying and him cheating and him disrespecting you and you're not going to do nothing. You can't stay that way. Let God prepare a way of escape. Let him, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. You're sick of me accusing you and I am sick of accusing you. So I just want to be done. Let's be done. Let's let's get a divorce so then you can go and do what your heart is desiring to do. And I can go and do what my heart is, is needing to do. And that is heal. That is heal. It's a choice. Cheating is a choice. And when you cheat in a marriage, that is a choice. It is a choice that you have decided that you are no longer afraid of God because we get married under God. There, there's no more fear of the Lord. There, there's no more respect because if you'll cheat on me, you don't respect me. If you'll get caught and keep doing it, you don't respect me. So respect has been lost. However, might I add, just to be the devil's advocate, we all have a role to play in a marriage that is failing. It takes two to destroy a marriage. It is not just your husband. It is not just him. Somewhere along the way, you all had a breakdown in love and honor and respect and communication, somewhere along the way, you all decided I would rather go somewhere else to get my emotional needs met than to talk to the one that I'm supposed to be talking to. 
somewhere along the way, you made your husband cheating on you okay. And so you have to make sure that you put yourself in a position to take responsibility for, yes, I stayed. I stayed after I caught him, I stayed. After I knew he was cheating, I stayed. After I knew he had had pulled away, because our husbands pull away from us before they do the cheating. You know when your husband disconnected from you. You know when your husband started hiding his phone. You know when your husband started going into the bathroom, having secret conversations. You know somewhere along the way, your husband disrespecting you and your covenant and your marriage became okay. And he doesn't believe that you're going to leave him. And so you need to make sure that you give yourself permission to be loved better than that. To be loved better than that. Give yourself permission to be loved better than that. It doesn't matter if daddy didn't teach you how men are supposed to love you. It doesn't matter if daddy left you and you didn't know. It doesn't matter if he was really nice and wonderful in the beginning and now he's turned into a loser. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. What matters is how you choose to treat yourself and what you give yourself permission to receive. And you have given yourself permission to receive your husband in this way. Now, he could be possessed. He could be going through some things. I don't know what he's going through. But somewhere along the way, his actions became okay. And so you need to change that. You need to change that. You need to go back and say, I'm sorry, if I ever made you feel like disrespecting me was an option in this marriage. I'm sorry if I ever made you feel like going outside of our marriage to get your emotional needs taken care of was an option. I'm sorry if I have not been present enough to fulfill your needs. And I would like to know what it is that you want to do so that we can move forward even if that means that we move apart. And that's a real conversation. That's a real, even if it means we have to move apart, I want to have a conversation with you where I can take responsibility for the role that I played. I can say I was wrong. I can say I didn't, I didn't, I had too many headaches. You wanted to get some and my head was hurting more than it should have been. You were trying to love me and I rejected you because I was afraid that you were going to leave me. Whatever it is, somewhere along the way, I made it okay for you to step outside of me to get what you needed. And I don't want a marriage like that. Now, if your husband don't want to be with you and obviously he doesn't or he wouldn't still be with homegirl, um, you need to wash your hands. You need, you need to wash your hands. You need to say all of that. You need to say all of your I'm sorry. You need to say all of your I could have been better. I should have been better. I would have been better had you communicated effectively with me. But since you didn't, that is where we are right now. And because that's where we are, I have to let you go because you are destroying pieces in me that I need to get to my destiny. That's, that's, a, that's a real conversation. You are destroying pieces in me that I need to get to my destiny and I can no longer sit back and let you beat me up with your hurt. Beat me up with your pain. Beat me up with your insecurities. Beat me up with your low self-esteem. Beat me up with your egotism. Beat me up. I cannot allow you to continue to destroy me 
so that you can live in your desires. I can't do that. And and be very clear. Be very clear. Are you supposed to be hurting? Yes. Are you supposed to be broken? Yes. Is it is it horrible? Duh. It's horrible. But now you've got to do something about it. You've been broken and crying and upset. Now you've got to do something about it. Now you have to say, you know what? You're lying still. I can't do it. You've got to do something about it. Things are not just going to change because you sitting around like kind of waiting for things to happen. I loved them, but I'm, um, you know, no. You have to be real with yourself. You have to be real with what's going on with you. You have to be real with what's happening and you have to do something about it. You are in charge of how you are treated. Everything that he knows about you, you taught him. So teach him something new. Everything that he knows about you, you taught him. So teach him something new. Teach him something new. You can't disrespect me. You can't dishonor me. I'm not just going to sit around and let you walk all over me. This is a new me. So be a new you. (coughs) All right. That is the questions and everything. And now it's time for a snack, (coughs) y'all. If you stay, you're going to hurt. So just leave and hurt for a little and it will get better. Time heals all. Yes, it does. Oh, sorry, y'all. I got a little something in my throat. It's hot. It's hot in here. How? How do you teach someone something new? By doing it. (laughs) By doing it. Having the hard conversations. Having the hard conversations, having having those conversations that make you have to take responsibility and make you have to be mature about the situation, that is how you do it. Having those hard conversations before the divorce. If, if, if you all had just hit this, if you all would have gotten the help that you needed when things were going down the hill then everything would have worked out perfectly. If when you felt him drawing away from you, you said, hey, babe, we we need to sit down. We need to do a devotional. We need to sit with the counselor. We need to figure out what's going on. I don't feel like you're present in this marriage anymore. These wives, this is what we have to do. When we start feeling our husbands pull away from us, we need at that point, not far years down, do it when you feel it. Hey, babe, are you good? Are you happy? Are you okay? Could I love you better? Could, can I, could I help you better? Could, could I be a better wife to you? Do you need something from me that I'm not giving you? Talk, talk to him. And after you've done all you can, again, After you have done all you can and you've had those hard conversations and you've had those communications, sometimes it comes down to you accepting, I made a bad choice. I made a bad choice. And really, the only reason I'm staying is because I don't want to be wrong. Which brings me to our snack. It's important for you to understand that everything that you're going through in life, everything that you are desiring to become in life, everything that you call purpose for your life is all tied up in the pain that you are willing to acknowledge and let go. As long as you operate in a pain, but you never acknowledge that pain, you never let go of that pain, it creates a bitterness in you that is unnecessary. It's unnecessary for you to have to go through bitterness because you will not address pain. 
the other thing I want you to to understand and and really get is that it's okay to be wrong. It's okay if if you picked the wrong husband. It's okay if it wasn't who God said. It's okay to be by yourself, not alone, but by yourself. It's okay to love on you. It's okay to to respect you, to honor you. It is okay to believe in yourself, to believe that you deserve a love that is fruitful, a love that is powerful, a love that is aligned with the word of God. The church will tell you to stay and love them through it, but that's not their husband. So yeah, it's easy for the church to tell you to stay in something that's destroying you because they are not in it. They are not connected to it. It's okay to say, I am going to take some time for myself. Give yourself permission to be loved better. Give yourself permission to be cared for better. Give yourself permission to be honored more. Give yourself permission. Sit down and have those conversations, even if it's not a husband or a wife. Maybe it's a friend. Hey, I feel like our friendship is taking a turn. I kind of want to talk to you about it to see how we could make our friendship better. Could Is there something I could pray with you about? Is there something on your heart that you'd like to share with me? Do you feel like this is an iron sharpening iron situation? Communicate. Communicate in your relationships of all kinds because, again, you teach people how to treat you. You teach people how to love you. You teach people how to respect you by what you allow and what you give permission to. So give yourself permission to love you better. Give yourself permission to care for you better. Give yourself permission to say, I don't have to stay in something that is killing me because I'm afraid of being by myself. I can't. And and to mommies, to mommies who have kids and are battling with the same divorce situation, it would be better for you to show your kids a healthy relationship than to show them how to function in an unhealthy relationship. When we show our kids that people can disrespect us and people can dishonor us and people can mistreat us, then they grow up to be adults that get mistreated and taken advantage of. Show your kids a healthy relationship, even if that relationship is with yourself. Sometimes it would be better for you to show your kids that you can be strong standing by yourself than to try to force your relationship to be something it never showed you it could be. Stop looking for healthy in a relationship that never showed you it could be healthy. Sometimes you're going to have to, like I said, go to that place and say, you know what? I made a bad decision. It wasn't God. God didn't tell me to marry him. God didn't tell me to be in this. I actually saw 15,000 red flags and I ignored them all. I ignored all the red flags. Take responsibility for that and live your life in the best way that you can, knowing that you are in charge. You are totally in charge, okay? So y'all do me a favor and tell Sarah that I held it down and it went all right and everything is good and that y'all miss her and y'all will see her next week and all of that good jazz and I'm going to pray for you all and I'm going to get out of here. Father God, I thank you and I honor you and I give you glory because you are amazing. You are our comfort. You are our discipline. You are our self-control. You are our peace. You are our joy. You are all that we need, God, and even 
more than that. God, I thank you because everyone under the sound of my voice has been called and chosen specifically for such a time as this. They would not be here had you not set them before me. So God, I thank you right now for each and every person that is watching and those who will listen and watch the rebroadcast. God, I pray for a special blessing to cover each and every one of them. I pray for supernatural favor and peace to follow them. I thank you, God, for giving the words to say to every wife that needs to speak to her husband tonight, for giving the words to say to every husband that needs to speak to his wife tonight. I thank you that relationships will be reconciled and relationships will be removed because of these conversations. I thank you, God, for giving us permission to love us more, for giving us permission to to honor ourselves more. I thank you, God, that when you saw us, you saw something priceless. You saw something precious. You saw something worth dying for. And I thank you, God, that we will surround ourselves with people who can encourage that same mantra, that we are priceless, that we are worth dying for, that we have something inside of us that is is worthy, that is priceless, that is purposeful. God, I thank you right now for sending healing to every hurting heart, to every broken heart, to every wayward spirit. I pray right now that you would destroy every yoke of the enemy, every agenda, and every assignment. I pray that every curse that has been sent, every word curse spoken by them and those who have spoken curses on them, I pray that it would be condemned. I thank you, God, for uprooting every seed that has been planted that is not fruitful and that isn't aligned with your perfect will and your way. God, have your way in their lives. Do a supernatural thing that they never thought you could do. I thank you for what you are. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for how you are. We give you praise and we give you honor because we evolve because you are the evolving in us. You are the God that causes all great things to be evolved. So as we continue to move forward in who you have called us to be, God, grant us the grace that we need to be grace. Grant us the pureness that we need to be pure. Grant us the marvelous touch that we need to be marvelous. Grant us the touch that we need to be worthy. Grant us the power that we need to unlock and illuminate your glory. Grant us, God, everything that we need to walk in our honesty and our truth. We thank you for healing. We thank you for grace. We thank you that we are victorious. We thank you that we endure. We thank you, oh God, that we are fruitful. I thank you, Lord God, that your blessings continue to fall on us even after this. Your goodness and your mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And it is in your son Jesus' name that we decree and declare that it is so, and so it is. Amen. Listen, y'all, I had fun. I thought this was pretty cool. I had a blast with you all. Um, I'm up here at the Potter's House of Dallas, so I got to get out of here. I wish we had had more time. Um, I hope my sissy will let me do this again. She is uh, swallowed up in the love swallowed up in the love of her husband for Valentine's Day. No better place to be. Um, You all have a fantastic night. uh, And I will see you when I see you when I see you, child.